Welcome to the Pioneers in Europe podcast, where we explore the opportunities and challenges of church planning across Europe. Well, again, welcome to the Pioneers in Europe podcast. Today, we're going to be talking with Andy. Andy and his family are serving in the Balkans. And thank you so much for coming on the show today, Andy. It's a pleasure. Andy, why don't we just go ahead and jump right in and, and tell us a little bit about, um, obviously, your accent is different than mine. So you can tell <laughs> us a little bit about how the Lord has called you to uh, just bring the, the light of the gospel to the people in the Balkans. Thanks, Mark. It's a pleasure to join you today. Uh, yes, as I'm sure most people pick up, I'm from the United Kingdom. Uh, it's been a wonderful journey that God has used through myself, through my wife and our family to lead us to here in the Balkans. Uh, so I come from a very technical background. I studied engineering at university. Indeed, it was at university when I became a believer. And it was probably from that point, more for my wife, I think she would say, than, than I would, that we started thinking into international missions, but not really uh, going into anything in depth, investigating anything until we got married and moved to a different town. I started working for a large British engineering business. Uh, my wife's a doctor. She started working in the local hospital. And we really just felt that our skills could be used somewhere where the, the gospel just wasn't known. And it's not so, we all know the, the British church really needs uh, evangelists and needs people preaching the gospel as everywhere in the world. But we really felt where could God use us where we have these skills that God has very generously given us, but in a place where almost no one knows the gospel, no one is following Christ. Uh, and so that started our real investigation until we found the, the country we are here within the Balkans, where just so few people will get any opportunity, probably never get the opportunity to hear of the saving work of Christ. And that really attracted us. Yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing. You, you mentioned that you come from this kind of engineering background and your, your wife in medical. And, and so talk to us a little bit about how the Lord is, is leveraging those to open up doors for you in your context. I guess at the start of when we started really serving, nothing was really clear as to how God would use the skills. We knew that there was the opportunity. Uh, and one of the reasons we chose the team that we're in is for the, it's a lesser served, lesser reached area. And we just saw, gosh, people can be blessed, served in such a wonderful way through the different skills, no matter who we were really. And, so in the, the early days, I was, I was teaching English. Uh, we were the learn, learning the language here. And then slowly by slowly, as we saw the ways that the community worked, the ways the community could receive different skills, we saw actually, yeah, some medical work and some engineering, robotics, educational work could be really beneficial to a community that doesn't have so many opportunities like that. So that, that was the sort of stem of the idea that then started different ministries uh, spurring off from the original youth and English language teaching that we had already. I love that because so many uh, so many Christ followers have just amazing education and skills that they do not connect with the work of God around the world. And so you're 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 saying that uh, that there are people that maybe should be considering what God would want to do in and through their lives through 
things like robotics and computer engineering and medical stuff. And Definitely. So you, you guys have kind of leveraged that in your context a little bit. And I think I, I always start by saying, okay, a, a Christian who has whatever skills would it be, whether it be technical skills, artistic, theatrical music, whatever it might be, in their context where they are today, that is their mission field. That is where they are serving the Lord with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. And so I don't want to lift overseas missions as something extra, superly special where God will use you in a, a extra way that you know you become a superhero. It's not not the way. I I, I really enjoyed uh, my work in that engineering business, and I really enjoyed talking to my colleagues about Christ and and often it would bring about great subjects over lunch breaks over coffee breaks whatever it was so I, I'm quite uh, clear I really want people to be clear that hey wherever they are today whoever they are uh, they can use their skills to serve Christ and spread the gospel but then also exactly as you said Mark that uh, in a place where so few people have the opportunities to do some of the things where in comparison to where we've been brought up there's wonderful opportunities for the mountain biker, the music student, the the engineer, the medic, whoever they might be, uh, to use their their skills, build relationships, and uh, win a hearing for the gospel. Really. Yeah, amen. And I love that uh, that it opens the doors that maybe someone that uh, just more traditional seminary skills or whatever can't can't get open because of just this. You, you mentioned going to a place of need. Uh, mm. and how that has been matched up with your particular background. Uh, but in talking with you earlier, you also mentioned just how the ordinary life of your family and your children are, yes. are, are, are opening up doors. How, how does that look like in your context? We've been amazed at how our children have opened up links and relationships and opportunities within this town that we could never have imagined when we were coming. Indeed, I think sometimes we're all tempted, those with young children particularly, to think, oh, my, my children, they're, they're stopping me doing things. Uh, and I know I've, I've fallen into that trap before, uh, but re-envisaging, re-imagining what you're, you were here as a family, we are here as a family. Uh, and it's been wonderful to see the children make friends, getting to know the parents at the gate, being involved in parents' meetings, going to children's parties, it, it's the real life of the community. It's amazing how children everywhere around the world, and particularly here in the Balkans, are loved. And so they'll break down barriers in the queue for the supermarket. They'll break down barriers just when you're you're bumping into someone in the street because they'll start playing in a silly way or or annoying you perhaps. And but it, everyone knows what children are. Children are like. Children are the same everywhere. And it, it's that way of, oh, we're normal people. We've got our children in the local schools, they're learning the local language, and they're going through some of the same stresses that every child will go through. And it makes us look normal. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And so you, your children are uh, in life with you doing language and, and really just in some ways leading the way. And I, lo I love that kind of model of family ministry, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you've mentioned maybe there's some where you're at, there, there might be some economics, some social, some uh, other needs. But uh, ultimately, you're there with the hope of bringing the light of the gospel to a people Definitely. that doesn't have access to the gospel. And so tell us a little bit about 
your particular context and culture and people that you are uh, reaching out to? So here, our people group is a secular Muslim background people group. But that doesn't mean that uh, Islam is massively adhered to, but it does mean that every aspect of life has been touched by the theology and practice of Islam. So we wouldn't normally see many people praying five times a day. Uh, the Quran is very much a, a hidden, unknown book to them, and Friday prayers aren't packed out. But having said that, so many aspects of the language that you use, the thoughts about the future and, uh, and salvation, the thoughts of who God is, the thoughts of why I'm here, all are, are coming from a, a traditional Islamic background. Uh, so when we when we talk the gospel, when we when we speak to people, it's often with that in mind that we really want to say uh, this this is our hope, and we slightly understand. You know, we we always come to these situations not fully understanding everyone else, but we slightly understand your situation of what your concept of God is and and who you are, and hopefully that shapes the way that we we formulate uh, the gospel because the gospel has so many facets to it which can meet every single person on earth. And, and so we, we choose, yeah, this, this person would really, really wants, needs to hear God is, is loving, God is forgiving, God is, is peace and whatever it might be. But yeah, the secular Muslim background influences every aspect of life. Yeah, that sounds, uh, I mean, in, in some ways, I'm in a secular American background that has some, some Christian baggage to it. Yeah. Uh, but so in, in what ways does that, um, like, I mean, is that, I guess I don't even know how to ask the question. Like th there are obviously Muslim backgrounds where they are deeply religious and then there's mm. secular Muslim backgrounds. And, and in what ways is that a springboard or a hindrance or uh, do it, conversations it, come up? Yeah, it is definitely both. I, I think in Britain, starting a spiritual conversation early with someone, yeah, you've just got to know your colleague and you, you start talking the gospel and you're immediately weird. You're an extremist. You're strange and you, you've, you've lost a hearing. Uh, not saying that the, the gospel can't go out from that stand. And I think as a new believer, I quite often was like that, just wanted to tell everyone about the gospel, uh, whether they wanted to hear or not. Uh, but from this stance, everyone wants to talk about something spiritual there is a spiritual aspect to every side of life that they're in and so spiritual conversations come up incredibly naturally but then the challenge really is what does that mean for your life they, there's a lot of words and sayings within this culture and this language which come from their islam but that doesn't actually affect how they live it doesn't make them different on a day-to-day -day basis and therefore we really need to say hey this gospel is life-changing this isn't just me debating with you about something uh, vague this is a, a changing of lives this is transformation not just information yeah that's so good so that then leads us to kind of combining all that we've talked about so far is these kind of um, backdoor ways for the gospel to uh, begin to impact lives. And so you've got just a bunch of different different ways that you're serving the community in, in mm. tangible ways um, and with different classes and stuff like that. Uh, do you have a, a story or something from someone that kind of captures 
how the things we've already talked about leads to kind of a gospel engagement of a person? Mm. So our, our team really works amongst youth. Youth has always been the, the central core of our ministry. And, and from that, we, we love meeting our parents and the great grandparents and whoever lives in all aspects of that youth's life. Uh, but there is one uh, wonderful guy who we've known for the last five or six years who started coming just as an English student. And then he got to know one of the uh, the son of a teammate and they became good friends about the same age. Uh, and then they had the idea, as youth do, hey, let's start a band because there was some music ability in them both. And so our team started up a few music courses and we, uh, we, we invented something called the Bands Night so that different people with different musical abilities, singers, uh, guitarists, whoever they might be, could just have a stage because there's no particular stage that in this, uh, this town people can, can show off their musical ability, just enjoy music for music's sake. And so a band formed around this guy. Uh, and then he, he starts coming on our, our camps where we're really open about the gospel, much more open than we can be here in town. Uh, and into his sort of high school years, he became interested in compute, computers and programming. So the, the course that I'd already started up, he, he got, got into that. So I, I've been doing programming courses. I've been doing uh, robotics and line following robots and web uh, page design. And he got involved in some of that. And for us, it's, it's been really exciting to see this guy who uh, was quite timid at the start and how he's a, a real leadership candidate. But more excitingly than all of that is the fact that he is right on the edge of making a decision to, to follow Christ. He's just turned 18 and we are so praying daily that he would take that, that jump of faith and say, I'm going to follow Jesus no matter what, because it, it will be difficult. Though I said, yeah, the secular Muslim background that it doesn't maybe practice what it thinks it believes, but it certainly doesn't want people to move away from that same way of thinking. So he's going to have challenges. But if, if you're there, please, please pray for him now. And yeah. we would just love to see him uh, take that step, because for us, it's been such a blessing of seeing the different ways of the English courses, the music, the camps, the youth work, the robotics, all coming together and saying, hey, we, different team members, different people have put this time into him. He's been there in the Bible study, and now we might see some, some fruit. And he's a real excitement, encouragement for our team. Well, that is encouraging. And we'll, uh, again, I would just echo you and invite the listener to, to pray, pause this right now and pray for him. Because uh, God is, hears that and knows the situation. Um, and it speaks really of the a couple things, the incarnational ministry that you guys have had and the, the long term of investing in people. Um, and, and that's that I think is, I, I think something I would say, you, you mentioned long term, uh, that that's something that has more and more uh, caught me of the so six years. For me, it seems it seems a long time in my life. I'm not particularly old. I'm just about to knock on 40. But six years in the life of this community is a relatively short period of time. And as you say, being incarnational with with children, with lives that are lived out loud, just, hey, we, we, we have some of the same challenges as you do, and we're going through things with you. And, and they're slightly for the long term. But also, I'd like to love to mention that uh, we've had wonderful blessings from short-term people too 
uh, our English ministry has massively been encouraged and helped and strengthened through people just coming for six to 12 months too. So seeing the community as a long-term, I don't want to say project, a long-term commitment, uh, but with lots of different people who have put into it in the different ways that we've we've talked about. Yeah, so that that that's great because it, again, it I think if for the for maybe one of our listeners, they're wondering, maybe God would want to use me. I, I I don't know if I could do this. I don't know, what, but tell us a little bit about. You mentioned there there's short term possibility, there's long term. Like, what would someone like you want to see? come to maybe partner with your team what kind of what kind of person would that be first and foremost they've got to really love christ they really are empowered by the holy spirit to say i've got a message that the world needs to know that a lost and broken world needs to know needs to hear and this this brings salvation through jesus christ to the glory of god the father and and that's got to be deeply rooted in in the spirit of of anyone who comes and after that it's a, a passion to reach a people group that knows nothing of the real christ yes the isa might be there in the in the bible in the quran sorry and there's a description of him but we know he's the, the savior of the world so someone who really wants to bring their different skills whether it be hobbies professional skills uh trainings that they've done in a way that they can they can live out large their, those skills in the community so it could be teaching teaching is a a big area of our team's uh, outreach we have a center and from that center we, we teach we go into the local schools and have had wonderful opportunities that the the schools we, we have to get proper formal permission from the local uh, council that allow us into the schools but we've never had that denied and it just means we're, we're there amongst you. So I think I'd say teaching is a real positive point uh, for someone who could come out. They don't have to have huge amounts of teaching and know everything about teaching. I certainly didn't. I've, I'm an engineer. Uh, but that, that passion to talk to people, that passion to be with people uh, and to share what you know, the gospel and your skills. Well, amen. And that's that's just a good reminder that the harvest is plentiful, mm. the workers are you and um, the Lord gives us different opportunities and educations and passions. And uh, if you're a follower of Jesus, he wants to leverage that, whether right, right where you're at right now, or maybe even for the nations. And so uh, thank you for just kind of sharing a little bit of your story, a little bit of your heart, a little bit of your, your people group, and um, look forward to celebrating how, how God c- continues to work in and through you guys forever. So Uh, Again, Andy, thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to check out our website, pioneersineurope.com, where you can explore how the Lord might use you for his glory amongst the people of Europe.